Hi, I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Friends with Elephants. A show for the cool nerd in you. Today we have a guest. And it only took us 32 episodes. Jesus. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, so welcome. We have Chris Shapgott here. Now, Chris is an imaging producer at a radio station here in the city. Mm-hmm. He is also a program director. Is that is that right? I guess co-creator probably. Is. Co-creator of yeah. uh, then.fm. You can check that out. It's an internet radio station with a really, really cool twist. Chris, what is the, what is the twist? Uh, we play music from exactly 25 years ago. So if what? a song wasn't released until November of uh, 1990, then we're not playing it until November. It's, yeah, it's kind of cool. It is very cool. Thirdly, you've just opened your own photography company called Shap Shots. That's right, yeah. I said that right, right? Yes, Because, you did dear say it right. God in heaven, <laughs> I've been practicing how to say that name. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome, lie, Chris. I, I had a little bit of a fear of saying your last name as well. Well, it's the first time my real last name has been said anywhere that's being distributed publicly. That's so right. You're normally also. Normally, I go by Chris James, and James is my middle name. But uh, now that I'm starting this photography company, and it's called Shapshots, and my last name is Shapcott, and it doesn't make sense unless you know my real last name. That's right. And on all your other podcasts, you have gone by Chris James as yes, well. I have, yeah. Chris is a very famous podcaster in the podcast community. So why do you care? Chris gave us the mics we're using. (laughs) (laughs) And they are amazing. They've elevated the sound of this show from zero all the way to hero. Or at least I like to think zero to hero. I like it. I like it. So welcome, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for having me. We've got kind of a, an interesting show. You've picked a nerd battle for us. I have. It's an honor because you guys are my Monday. So to be, to be part of my own Monday. Very strange. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's right. When you're very meta on the Monday, it's going to be very weird when (laughs) I listen back to this on a Monday and I'm like, that's odd (laughs) because No, that's all right. It's fine. (laughs) All right. Should we begin this thing? I think we should start this. It's time. It's time for a nerd battle. And before we begin, I just want to say, first of all, we're sorry. Uh, Second of all, Ivana and I have avoided this argument as long as we could. Of course, it took our first guest (sighs) to bring this out to the forefront. I got to apologize to you, the audience. This is going to divide you. There will be Let's be honest. Who knows if at the end of this fight, Jay and I will even be friends. That's true. But remember, it's all just personal preference. Meh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we thought it was only fair to get Chris to pick our upcoming nerd battle. And of course, he would also be the judge and he would give us a clear winner at the end of this battle, which has never never happened. happened. Ever. So with that said, Chris, what topic have you chosen to be our nerd battle today? I know this is a divisive topic. I picked it on purpose. Having listened to the show and kind of feeling like maybe I know you guys a little bit. And Jay and I work together, so we definitely know each other. And this is a debate you and I have had. So now I'm going to have fun watching you have it with someone else. You guys are going to debate Android versus iPhone. I'm oh, going to win You're so not going to win. You hard. are so going down. But also, I feel like we're going to get yelly. Yeah, we are. There's going to be some some tension. Yeah. 
Okay. When we scream, we should hold the mics away from our mouths. To do that for the audience. Yeah, for, for the sake of the audience. <laughs> so I think, uh, I think Chris needs to like ring the bell or let's get ready to rumble or we something. some sort of bell. I could find like a bell sound effects on my iPhone. We oh, can always put that oh, in, in post. Little... Just like do your thing. Yeah, and do then, your thing you and know. I'll like, I'll, I'll put like a rocky fanfare underneath right, or cool. something. Yeah. All right. And go. All right. Uh, Let's start with form whoa. factor. Apple beats Android every single time. Except the sheer volume of apps that Android has versus Apple. That's a totally different argument. Hold we haven't on. even finished Hold the first on. one, no, no, no. which is what, form what are you factor even about? alone. Okay, go ahead. Say your form factor and don't tell me that you beat Android in anything until you tell me about your form factor. All I'm saying is that Apple devices of all sorts are gorgeous. They take into account not only function, but also design. Can that be said for Android? Absolutely. Who doesn't even Android really comes... have any hardware? Oh, let's they back it up. They out the hardware to anyone, and let's it can be hideous. Let's back this up. And when I HTC. say back this up, I mean, you talk about function, it doesn't even have a fucking back button. Okay, you have to do. You There's have to deal bazillion. with every single. Who needs a back button when you can two finger swipe backwards? No, you are crazy because you have to deal with the app technology. If they don't make it native to swipe backwards inside your app, you can't go back. You've got to find the arrow every single time. Every app, every, every single si- app you're makes talking, it native. Listen, I'm sorry. No, but you that are just talking about function. I'm talking about how easy it is to do just you go talk about apps? and quickly hit that back button and everything you're I'm do you want to talk about talk, apps let's I can talk, talk about, about apps 1.5 million android apps to 1.4 million apple apps let's talk about apps exactly what a great argument i have published android apps and i've published iphone apps and you want to know what the iPhone apps take days to end up on the market. Why? Because people are paid to ensure that those are high quality apps. Whoa, so for those, whoa, hold whereas, on a second. No, there no, no. is no difference between the quality uh, and apps. Oh, there is. There totally is. Because I yeah. went through your beloved iTunes store. The same apps get the same shit ratings in both of the Except Google Play Store and the iTunes Store. Honestly, so that I is worked. a ridiculous argument. Here's an argument to just shut you down. For a little while, I did a little bit of work for a basically pornography company that is does like We're dating. not talking about your career. I'm just saying they do dating apps. And we built literally the shittiest dating apps. I will not name names. And we got them up on the Android system immediately. Hold on a sec, you. You also get the flexibility to, if you don't want to get something on the Google Play Store. Get the virus. If you don't want it. Well, you know what? If you're getting the virus because you're going after an app that you freaking haven't tested out, you haven't read about, that's your fucking problem. What I'm saying is that you have the ability to do these things on Android. You have the ability to bypass the Google Play Store. You have the ability when there's a brand new update for your iOS or for your software, you can go and download that. I like that security. Because, Thank you very much. And you know because, what else? Because Fuck your that developer, bullshit. No, because Android they have updates? Put, I'm because sorry. Because they have put this in the developer's hands. I can go right now and update my Google Keep because there's a new update right now. Now, it hasn't been pushed yet, but I can go and download that. You want to know something I have that flexibility fun? with Android. You don't Android. have nearly as much flexibility to, as me because Android 
version numbers are tied to the device as well as the carrier. Whereas with Apple, regardless of my carrier, I can always get the latest iOS. You cannot. That's crazy you cannot. Pants. You cannot. People who have KitKat and older ass phones cannot go up to ice cream in every single circumstance. And in fact, the carrier has the power to say, this HTC old phone from 2009 cannot go above this version of Android because I want that person to get a newer phone. If you that have is an not iPhone the case with 4. iPhone. iPhones can always update. If you have an iPhone 4 and you update to iOS 9, you think that that's going to run better? The software may have changed, but the hardware hasn't. It's still running something that but it I cannot can. handle. If I want, I can. And if if it cannot handle it, Apple puts that in. Apple does say if you have an iPhone 3G that you cannot run iOS 9 because you need the additional hardware. You just said Apple. you could. You just said you could. You said that any Apple product could update to any updated iOS system. I'm saying that you your said carrier, that two seconds ago. Your carrier. Hold on, Judge. Did she say that? I'm sorry I broke up the podcast, guys. <laughs> Fact is, with when it comes to Android, you are so locked down. You have to jailbreak your Android if you want to get the latest whoa. stuff. You do not need. I know you people do who've done it. And I know people who've come across it. So don't even tell and me I that. And I know people who have jailbroken an Apple phone and taken that in and said, hey, can Obviously. you root this phone? It happens. But when you get an Android device, there's customization that comes with that. You can use the incredible launcher. If I have a Samsung Met. and the new version of Android comes out, but it hasn't yet been skinned for my Samsung, I don't get that opportunity to go up to that new Android. You can change everything little by little. If something's not working the way you want, you can change it. If you don't like Apple's the icons, for God's sake, forever. you can change it. Tell me, tell Since me when. Since the history of time, specifically more than anything with like computers, one example is that I have to use a PC and I have to use a Mac. And my Mac, I can change what my keys do. I can change everything I want. Even in my phone, I can make every little adjustment that I feel like All right, let's come back like to computers it. then. At least the Android system works on a web-based software. I can access that from anywhere in the world, and it uses up very little RAM. iTunes is the one of the most bloated, RAM-sucking, awful programs of all time, and you are stuck with it. From MacBook to iPhone to iPad, you cannot escape iTunes, and that right there is why Android is so much better. My favorite browser of all the browsers is Google Chrome, and it sucks up That's tons great. of RAM. Tons Not of RAM. None of that Safari shit, because Google Chrome is the best. Google Chrome is the most RAM-sucking experience of all browsers. I and you literally know what? checked I last both. night, and I had iTunes open, and I had Google Chrome open, and I had tab after tab after tab open, and I went into my task manager, and you know what I found? Holy shit, iTunes. I'm not even touching you and you're killing my system. Meanwhile, with Android devices, you have HTC, you have Moto, you have Samsung Galaxy, you have suck. Nexus, and you have all these different things. If you don't like the way something is, you can go and try something oh, else. Oh, please Not let me buy mention, a system with bloatware. If I was gonna go Android, I would go like whatever the Android phone is at that time, which I believe is right now is Motorola. Nexus 6. But not anymore. They switched providers again. It was Moto HTC is a, at some point. No, Motorola controls the Nexus 6 right now. And it's a gorgeous machine. But all other ones have bloatware. I'm but sorry. You don't have to I don't run want that, that bullshit. You do if you get a Samsung. You do. You not do. have to run that. You, you cannot run a get Android launcher. Ring. You can launch. You can add a different then launcher. Then you have to you get your phone jailbroken. You can root it. You can bullshit. do whatever 
up. shit. But you can so do you all that. So you need to be a programmer to do all that shit? I'm sorry. So you're going to sit you and wait what? for every I... iOS to update so that you can get the same features that Android can? Every time there's an update, I watch and I see, oh, Android's been doing that for years. Android's been doing that for years. What has Android been doing for years? I'm sorry. Let me Apple tell you. Apple is first to the market on everything. Google fucking Maps. That was from a computer. Whatever. And it's one thing. Siri. Oh, no, I'll jump back in here. Yeah, oh, yeah, because Siri can compete with Google now. No Actually, all the time, way. yeah. Everybody says they're better. If you ask any expert, she is better. She trumps Google in that way. But literally, Google now has destroyed Siri. It is intuitive. It has not. It, it Do a Google search. It Do a Google it. search. It's not more intuitive How do you than think fucking I got my Siri. Facts? I got it through Google searching. I really like when my hardware is perfectly suited towards my software and they blend seamlessly together so that I don't need to have extra space, like parts I that are I use everything in the cloud, lady. That's what I'm saying. I just have to go to my computer and go, okay, there's what I was watching from my Google Play Store. Oh, Wait, there's what I was watching I, from that's there. That's exactly what? the same experience I have. So what are you talking about? Difference? But I can go off Mac. I can go on your Mac and pick up where I'm going. And I can go on your Chromebook and I can pick up where I'm Actually, going Actually, you can't because iTunes doesn't exist for a Chromebook. I Although don't watch I can pick up what I'm doing. iTunes. That's where all of your shit lives. No, my shit lives in the cloud in general. I'm not like stuck only with Apple products. I can do whatever I want. I can use Google. I can use whatever I want. I can use Dropbox, iCloud, Let's talk about anything. the iOS 9 system and the things that they took from Apple, uh, from Android, okay? We've got Apple Pencil, totally rip off of the Samsung Note products. We've got Live Photos, which has totally been Google Photos for a long, long time now. Uh, you got the battery widget finally. That's awesome. Good for you guys. We've had that for about two years. Hack out your Android system to make it work for you. Out of That's the box, true. Apple works for everyone. True. Out of the box, who does Android work for? I'm sorry. I would like works more customizations than that. You just talk about how much you customize your who are Google on Android. Products. Yeah, but they're 72% of the world on Android spending products, weeks right. customizing their bullshit. Because you, you can't can customize you Apple. You can customize Apple if you want to, but you don't have to because it works perfectly out of the box. It doesn't work perfectly. I just literally listened to a colleague of mine say that she was with customer care for four hours with her new iPhone 6 because she couldn't back it up to her Mac. Well, then she's an idiot because no, anyone no, no, can no. back up. A no, 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 no. Very been with Apple forever. The product is an idiot. I think after this conversation, I'm sorry, if you can't you, click no, back up, I think, then you're an idiot. I think after this conversation, you now need to use Apple Maps to get you everywhere. I do use Apple Maps to get me everywhere because I like Siri telling me my directions. Well, well, and you know what? That. I get to places just fine. In fact, I use I have Google Maps and Apple Maps next to one another. And frankly, they're the same in oh, a city like Toronto. No, it's the same. Maybe the in same. some small town, it's not the same. They but I'm telling you, the same. I'm telling you, I literally use them side by side. They're the same. There's no difference from a phone experience perspective. It's no different. I'm going to. I'm going to ask the judge because we've been going. How long have we been going here? God going knows and we're not even done. All right. Sorry, <laughs> But I Chris. think it's time to Chris, end this I think we because can I could this. literally kill you. Um, <laughs> you, you I, I feel bad for you, man. 
Why do you feel bad for me? Because you, you, I, I one, you've this. been in this room for this long. <laughs> Two, you have the undesirable uh, task of, of of saying which arguments won the case here. Well, first off, you're sweating a little bit. A lot of it. <laughs> you guys like were standing, and this got heated. I've never seen friends fight like that before about phones. <laughs> There, there's a reason why we avoided this battle for 32 episodes. It's been incredibly entertaining for me. I'm I like, feel like I feel bad. Like I have to pick a winner. One where we just talk about some because I have like arguments more to go oh, so along. <laughs> so I'm gonna swing iPhone, but admittedly, Jay, admittedly, I did put you in a little bit of a tough spot here. You were gonna have to argue your way out of like the worst darkened room. That's pretty much just what happened. My gloat face is so on. But oh, yeah. to be fair. A lot closer than I expected. Fantastic. It's that's, true. That's we can argue our, our, our faces off, really. That's right. <laughs> Which sometimes, I'm sorry, again, to you, the listener, I am sorry sometimes our nerd battles turn into screaming matches. Yeah, you should that's put some sort of like warning was. about turning your volume down before you listen to this segment. <laughs> we can maybe equalize the sound in post. Like, just that's like, right. By the way, this is going to be strangely low screaming. <laughs> All right, it is time for sex in the news. As we all know, the Apple Watch has come out. Jay and I have talked about it. And in fact, Chris is wearing one. Our guest star, Chris Shapcott, is wearing an Apple Watch right now. It's awesome. Don't buy one. (laughs) (laughs) So this story suggests that sex toy manufacturer Lovens has a new remote control vibrator called Blush. It connects to your phone and your iWatch. And basically what it allows you to do is you can sync your vibrator to your phone and iWatch and then make it run from distances of up to 30 feet, (laughs) which is like legendary for those like wireless vibrators can i just stop you for a second you really emphasize that 30 feet so am i to understand that you're going to be 30 feet away from your vibrator no the vibrator would be inside of the person who wears it so where what so you're not 30 feet from it and then the partner of that person has an eye watch i see <laughs> and the then they <laughs> open up their vibrator app. Okay. And then they go light buzz, heavy buzz, pulse, light buzz, and whatever other such things there might be. You know okay. what's going to be a real mood killer? A real mood killer is just the length of time it takes to open that app on your watch. <laughs> there is nothing speedy about an Apple Watch. So you're like, yay, yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, you're in the mood? You're in the mood? Let me just open this app on my wrist here. And No, no, I've still got the circle. Yeah, baby. You just stay. You just what, close your eyes. What, you stay it, in that oh, shit. What, what's the Wi-Fi password again? <laughs> yeah, and if something's blocking you, you have to be sh- closer together. But what's awkward is what the heck are you doing with this thing? Like you're out for dinner and you're like, oh, let me secretly turn your vibrator on. Well, I'm assuming this is something that couples want to do. They want to... Uh, you know, have a, it's a sex toy. So the other person gets to control this, but I, who wants to make sure, like, if you're not enjoying yourself and that Apple watch is 30 feet away, I, I mean, that just sounds like torture to me. I think, I think what's or best prank ever or best <laughs> prank ever. I think what's more interesting is 
like think about the awesome yeah pranks that you could pull with this my significant other has a really important boardroom meeting apple watch turn on that vibrator absolutely or if you're just trying to find someone in an orgy and you're just like who's got it it was in the middle but i need it back because we're leaving (laughs) have you guys looked at the picture of this thing it looks kind of like a vibrator claw like it is a little bit scary. It has like an end. What the hell? I know. And it looks kind of large. Like there's a big section of it. Does that go up you? Because that's intense. If you have questions about where this goes, don't use it. (laughs) (laughs) It just looks big. Like that looks large. Holy shit, I'm seeing it now. It literally looks like what I think an alien might look like. Right? That looks like the thing the alien puts inside you before it bursts out of your stomach. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, love ants. So make vibrators that look better. So we're all on the on the don't use this this product. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where we're going here? You know what? I would like to ask if any of our listeners have used wireless vibrator like products. Clearly, I believe that none of us have, given what we've just talked about. Are you curious about this? We'd like to know. We are happy to keep your anonymity, and we'll give an update. It is really freaky. It's fucking creepy. It's awful. Last week, we asked you to watch Trainwreck with us. Now, this is a movie that's still in theaters, so please, there will be spoilers. So if you haven't had a chance to see Trainwreck yet, skip ahead. Ye have been warned. All right, I'm excited to talk to talk about this one. Me too. This was your pick, Chris. Yeah, I'm really glad I picked it. Did you like it? I'm so glad I picked it. I made a really good choice. I think you did. I really (laughs) do. Now, I mean, this is such a Judd Apatow film. This, to me, is the quintessential exact story that we've seen again and again with Judd Apatow. We have a very interesting protagonist who is a little different from the norm. Uh, you know, you look back and knocked up Seth Rogen, 40-year-old virgin Steve Carell. These are very likable, but very different lifestyle kind of people. I want to disagree with you right off the bat. Do it. I mm. think that the thing that makes this movie great is that it doesn't feel like an Apatow movie. I think that Apatow movies are incredibly self-serving. They're incredibly... Um, he, it's it's always just him talking about whatever thing he's going through in his life. I like that we get an Apatow movie that has that kind of pacing because I think he's brilliant at pacing. I think he's brilliant at tiny character moments that tell you about people, but in a fun, creative way. Uh, you learn a lot about characters in these tiny Apatow moments, and I think he's brilliant at that. But the thing that I loved most about it was that it wasn't this self-serving Apatow talking about Apatow's life. It was... Oh, I don't know about that. I think it might have been. I think that Amy. Yeah, I think Apatow I think, and I think Amy he's are Amy. one in the same. I absolutely think that early life, I can't find love. I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm going to screw around because I'm this famous guy who did Freaks and Geeks and I can get any woman I want. I kind of think he's Amy. I actually think the opposite. I think he was more Steve Carell when he was that guy than like settle down like i think he he so settled down early didn't he you think he's well I he settled actually, down with leslie mann and I know, he met but leslie like mann when? and 40 year old virgin from what i know oh so he had years of singledom so he had years of singledom and and years after freaks and geeks to get freaky i think why do you think you, he does sex so well in all of his films yeah he does sex because 
he just understands humanity and humanity revolves around sex. I think that Judd Apatow has a part of him that's like the virgin and 40 year old virgin and a part of him that is a less dirty version of um, Amy Schumer in Trainwreck. But I think, I think he's that he great... has aspects of himself in both. I think he's a piece of Bill Hader in this film and a piece of Amy Schumer. Can we talk about Bill Hader for a second? Yeah, How we can. How awesome is he? I will actually watch anything he's in. Like, I don't care who else is attached to the project. If Bill Hader's in it, I am watching that movie. I just recently watched the season premiere of uh, something 99. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's it. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Bill Hader guest stars on the episode. Amazing. That's probably going to be the only good episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've seen Bill Hader be something other than that Bill Hader, like, cloudy with a chance of meatballs kind of silly character. I... This is like Year of Hater. Like, as much yeah. as this was Amy Schumer's coming out party, like, I'm sorry, Skeleton Twins... And train wreck, like Bill Hader, like just give him all the awards. My favorite scene in the entire movie was when he was suggesting that they would just start dating. Like this is, we're just going to become a couple and this is it. We went out on that one date and now we're a couple. There are times you love LeBron James so much more than Bill Hader. Yeah, because then, he was built as such a lovable character. But then you get Bill Hader on the other side of the fence telling LeBron James to fuck off, <laughs> which is so amazing. It, it, was it just me? or I felt like LeBron James and Bill Hader had better chemistry than Amy Schumer and Bill Hader. Correct. Yeah, in certain scenes for sure. Yeah, when it was, dude, you've got to pick up the check once in a while. Dude, you're LeBron James. You have to pick up the check once in a while. <laughs> Don't do this again. Of course you forgot your credit card. Of course you did. Yeah. It was brilliant. I love that scene. I love that scene. And I love the scene. That was such a good scene. They did have the better chemistry. I think that Hater got the role because of his talent, not because of the chemistry. Amy Schumer may have contributed to that that somewhat lack of chemistry. I think Bill Hader was really working hard towards that. And Amy Schumer was really trying to be the character that did not feel love. And I think that's why we don't see the chemistry always there with Bill Hader and Amy. I don't think I ever really noticed the huge chemistry between them and it didn't really bother me at all. Like I didn't care. I enjoyed her. I enjoyed him. And I didn't care if there was chemistry. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't care. And it might be because I have like an unhealthy love for Amy Schumer. But also like I found that her character was just kind of this more subdued version of her stand up. And and in every t every time I've seen her act, I don't always buy what she's doing as far as the acting goes, but I always enjoy her performances because I think that she's just a supremely talented person and she has a very unique, fun, silly voice that she brings to things. And so I didn't care that they didn't have the greatest chemistry. I just really enjoyed their interactions. Yeah, I thought they were both just talented and I enjoyed watching it, even if their kisses didn't like send a feeling to, through my loins. Through your loins? Yeah, through my loins. <laughs> is that how you judge kissing scenes? You're yeah. like, you know what? I buy this. Yeah. Because this is working for me. When you watch Princess Diaries, <laughs> if your foot doesn't pop, it didn't do it for you. <laughs> but my only negative to say about the film is that they do expect you to buy into it because you get the ending. And that ending with the cheerleading, trying to do something for... Bill Hader, you really, I guess Apatow wants you really to feel great when they're kissing and on the ground and, and all of that. But you really, I, I mean, I, I personally, I didn't feel awesome for them. I thought, I'm glad Amy is not judging people. 
<laughs> like, I'm glad she's just taking a leap. I enjoyed that. I think that sometimes the, that the fact that they didn't have perfect chemistry worked in the favor of the movie, because I think that, that most of the movie was about her kind of coming around to the fact that being in a relationship is okay and that her loving somebody is okay and so I feel like for the chemistry not to be brilliant it wasn't your typical rom-com where they had this meet cute and then everybody's just like you know puppies and sunshine for each other the whole time right like she really had a journey to go through before she was going to be okay to be in that kind of stable relationship and so for me I was just I, I just kept seeing characters who wanted to want to be together and there's not a ton of chemistry in that kind of want that they, they were building something. And so I thought by the end, when you get that makeout scene and she's doing things for him, I was like, okay, I'm starting to buy this relationship now. And that to me was kind of the magic of watching that journey. Right. Agree. It is so fun. It is well worth the ride. The actors are amazing. Apatow did a spectacular job turning a classic trope slightly on its head, but still being true to what a rom-com is. But it's not Harry Met Sally, and I was really kind of hoping for that. So it's kind of hard when you oh, have those expectations. Oh, for the love of God, this generation's when Harry Met Sally is 500 Days of Summer. No. Yes. It's not. 500 Days of Summer is brilliant, but it's not when Harry Met Sally. I'll keep working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for tech to kit This is a new one. Why don't you explain to everybody what tech to kit No, tech to kit tech a fit No. <laughs> Tech-to-kit. Why do you guys name things so difficult? We have to. (laughs) They have to be difficult. Otherwise, they're not fun to introduce. The idea (laughs) is tech etiquette. I mean, we could have named it that. No. That's not fun. That's boring. That's boring. That's right. That's not the elephant way. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And Chris has newly founded an amazing company called Shapshots. I thought that today's episode, we should actually talk a little bit about photography and etiquette yeah everybody's got a camera in their phone now and everybody's taking selfies and for some reason the fad has not gone away uh i don't think it's ever going away okay no it's not going away there's a new folder in ios 9 called selfies yes, apple there just is. put it there in their infinite wisdom <laughs> so my some things i don't agree with <laughs> <laughs> so so our idea was we would come up with a couple of scenarios where a Selfie may or may not be appropriate. So Vatna's got a list. I'm going to let you, Chris, decide if yeah, it's appropriate or not. Yeah, you're a resident. Because you are a photographer. Photography <laughs> guru. So you know if it's appropriate or not. Oh, clearly. Yes. All right. What about at your desk at work? Yeah, like you're taking a selfie of yourself at your desk. Or maybe your coworker walks by and you're like, work selfie. See, and this is a little bit weird because I work in like a soundproof room alone all day. So that is perfectly acceptable. Unless you're like a doctor. (laughs) Okay, okay. Let's say you're naked in your bed, but you're covered with cover. So no nudity. You're in bed. You're like, SO is sleeping beside you. It's a selfie of both of you. Or one night stand. One night stand is sleeping beside you. Selfie of both of you. Depends. Where are you planning on posting this selfie? Let's say like private message and or Snapchat. Then uh, then one night stand is slightly less acceptable, but still funny. So, (laughs) 
So if it's your significant other and you're texting it to them because you want to be creepy and they see it in the morning, that's hilarious. Totally acceptable. So that's okay. That's okay. okay. If it's your significant other and they're they're covered enough and you're sending it to their friends, also acceptable. That's fine. Hold on. So let me understand this. I'm sleeping next to my girlfriend and I'm taking a selfie of both Becky and I and I send it to her best friend, Andrea. That's funny. Oh, I think I'm going to get in a world of hurt if I do that. <laughs> yeah, from girl perspective, not no. cool. Not cool. Not cool. I got to disagree with your photography guru-ness. I don't know. Selfie while driving. No, that's dangerous. Um, I agree. I mean, I there's no. I think we all agree with yeah, that. You keep Selfie your phone away. during a wedding ceremony as one of the people getting married or both the people getting married. Uh, sorry, as the bride or groom? Yeah, taking a selfie. In mid-ceremony. Are you a YouTube celebrity? No. Then it is not cool. <laughs> All right, let's say you're graduating university, you're getting your diploma, shaking hands with your prof, do you take the selfie with them? No. What? Yes. It's like I a think, big thing now. I think if you do it, legendary. And I feel like graduations are one of those things. Like, I don't really remember graduating. I also knew my dean quite well. So shaking his hand and getting my diploma was like not a big deal. You you don't remember graduating? I mean, like I remember it, but it's not like this pivotal moment. I, what I tripped. was more pivotal. I tripped. Really? Going to get my diploma and one person laughed <laughs> in the whole auditorium. Can you guess who that person was? I cannot. My mother. What? <laughs> oh my God. I love your mom so much. More I love that. your mom. <laughs> so awesome. In a movie theater during previews. Then you are a loser person and you should leave the theater immediately. Preach on, brother man. <laughs> okay. Last but not least, museum. Let's say with the Mona Lisa or something behind you. Absolutely. Take all the selfies of that. What if you're in a museum and it's a war museum, and you happen to be in the Holocaust exhibit. Uh, let's let's all think a little bit about being appropriate. Okay, <laughs> 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 in this this is not when there is a building burning behind you. Don't take a selfie. That's not cool, right? If you're if it's like, let's all think about time and place. And what is appropriate and what makes you a shitty person. Let's be considerate. Yeah, let's let's not be asshole people. Speaking of being assholes or not being assholes, I have an Instagram account and I post to it like once a month or something really dumb. Do you you have one? I do. Too? It's at Jester J, but it's J-E-S-T-R-J. Yeah, and I didn't get at It's Ivana. I had to do at It's Ivana's. Ooh. Plural. And the It's Ivana girl? I don't even, like, I have every other It's, anyway. <laughs> Chris, do you have a, an Instagram account? Yeah, do you have an Instagram? I do have an Instagram account, yes. Uh, you, my Instagram is at prodchrisjames. That's where you can follow me on Instagram. And I've got some Shapshot stuff up there if you want to see. Are there any inspiring Instagram accounts for you? I mean, I have... Uh, like at wonderful underscore places. I love all the photography that comes out of there. Uh, Ivana, do you have any specific I follow ones? people that I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, the director of the Scare House, Gavin Booth, has a great Instagram. So does one of my co-stars, Kimberly Sue Murray, as well as Sarah Booth. I really just only follow people that I know. I Fair enough. 
I've had great luck following tourist tourism accounts. So if you're like, if you think, hey, England's a great place to be, there's like really great tourism accounts and all that they're meant to do is just attract you to like traveling to this place. So if you're into like nature photography or like photo neat photography of like cities and stuff, I highly recommend trying to find tourism accounts because your feed will just be littered with like really cool, colorful stuff. So I do a lot of that. The other thing that I follow is aggregator accounts. So there's like, you know, um, I took notes. Hold on. There's a uh, one called master underscore shots and all they do is repost other people's amazing photography. Okay. And so generally speaking, what I do, cause I clean house on Instagram a lot. So what I'll do is follow a master shots for a couple months then like pick off all the really cool people because generally speak everybody's got a favorite photographer they've all got favorite subjects whatever right so like more some people will rise to the top of one of those accounts and you'll see more of their pictures and then you'll start following them instead of the aggregator account so eventually you'll pick off all the really great people and that's then a good following. tip and that keeps your because to me, Instagram is an art project. It's not about following your friends. It's not about following celebrities. It's an art project. So when I pull up my Instagram feed, that is the things that I have curated for my art project. So this is the stuff that I like to look at. And normally I look at Instagram like right before bed or first thing in the morning. And so I want to see like bright, colorful, shiny things. I want to see puppies. I want to see like stupid people that are, that I like to follow. Like some of my friends post really cool stuff and, and some celebrities post like little videos or whatever. And so that's what I like my feed to be full of. So then I'll go through and be like, okay, you haven't posted anything interesting in a while. Gone okay, you're like kind of annoying or you only post like the same thing constantly gone. So then you just start to like curate your, your little like playlist of awesome pictures. And then that's what I like about Instagram. I think it's the best social media because there's so little negativity. That's really lovely. And that explains a lot why I'm really bad at Instagram. Cause you're not lovely. <laughs> All right, it's my favorite segment, and this is the last time we're gonna be able to do this for, I don't know, probably till like December, January time. That's true. It's series survival. Okay, but don't get too excited because we're gonna get some like cancellation mayhem or something like that <laughs> come December where we check our answers here. It's a fact, that's fact. <laughs> And this time we have a third voice in the studio with I us. Know, I love this segment so much. He I'm has really seen excited. some of the trailers. So I, Chris, you want to lead us off here? Do you want to start us with our, sure. our first title? Because uh, it's the first one is Wicked City on ABC. All right. So this is loosely based on the Sunset Serial Killers true life story. Uh, you know, guy meets girl. Girl meets guy, they go kill up people or something like that. Is Dexter couple? It weird. looks yes. amazing. It does not look amazing. I gotta it side does. with Jay on this one. It does I'm not so look amazing. excited for the blood. The guy who's the lead in it is from Gossip Girl, and he's super creepy in a way that makes you want to watch him kill people. <laughs> whoa, whoa! You're super excited about the blood. Yes. That's what got you in this. Yeah. What? Comedy couple murders amazing. You heard the same thing, right? Like I heard the same thing. Excited yeah. about blood. Oh, sure. Elton from Clueless is in it. Yeah, but that... He uh. was also in Suburgatory. That was a great show. Suburgatory was a great show. Until it kind of died, but Dahlia was amazing in it. 
How good was she? She was wonderful. Yeah. And then it turns out that she's this. Oh, I can't say what she is. She is an actor who is also in Mr. Robot, the greatest show ever known to man. Holy can we can we take a little shit. bit of a detour? Let's take a detour here because Mr. Robot is amazing. <laughs> Mr. Robot, Mr. Is, Robot amazing. is so amazing. And and as someone, the other person in this room who has seen the entire first season. Can I just say, Jay, you are in for a treat, my friend. You oh. will be on this bus. You Every episode, you'll be fighting Ivana for the Guys, chance to talk I, about Mr. Robot. Mr. I, Robot <laughs> is the greatest show that has ever been born in the history of television. Oh, my God, Mr. Robot. And this is the last time we had a guest on. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry I ruined the show, guys. <laughs> So Wicked City, sorry to bring everybody Sorry, what are we back. talking about? Wicked, is Wicked City the place where Mr. Robot takes place? Probably. <laughs> New York could be called the Wicked City, Absolutely. which is exactly where Mr. Robot takes place. Have you seen better acting? No. I'm sorry. If you watch Suburgatory and you see Dahlia Who and then you, you watch interviewing? myself. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> 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 Having two people who like Mr. Oh my god. Okay, so Wicked City, is it gonna make it a season? No. 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 You know what should replace it on ABC next year? Mr. Robot. <laughs> no, I wanna keep Mr. Robot where it lives on USA Network. They know how to keep a show true to its like heart that's true because when you're watching the first season of white collar and you're like this kind of sucks and then you're watching the last season of white collar and you're like this still kind of sucks usa definitely knows how to keep it consistent <laughs> <laughs> but oh, in addition wow. to you white just made collar, some friends <laughs> kind of sucking it's also kind of good which is exactly why i watched all the seasons of white collar fair and number it took me a really long time okay yeah number two, two. <laughs> keeping us on track here uh CBS's Supergirl. I can't believe we haven't actually talked about this one yet. So Supergirl, it's the next generation superhero, but not Superman, Supergirl. It's going to make it, but it's going to suck. Yeah, it's going to make it, but no one will be happy about it. Oh, I am going to be happy about it. I'm going to tell you guys that right now. I am going to love this show like I like The Flash, which is a lot. So you I like The Flash a lot. The Flash is great. The Flash is great. This will not be great. I think you're I think you're in for a treat. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you're going to have all these crazy superpowers that are going to be super fun to watch. But I really think that they're going to keep it light, which... You know, that's the problem with Gotham, is it's so effing dark. And it sucks. And yeah, it, it sucks. It su I don't watch Gotham. D nor Nobody should does. Don't waste your time. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> so, and I will probably at least try to waste my time on this, but I don't know how long I'll last. Doesn't this, doesn't this Supergirl feel like DC just going, hey, you know what Marvel hasn't done yet? Made a good female superhero. We're going to beat you to the punch. Doesn't it just feel like it's just too, like... Too like cheesy femme power. I do feel like it's cheesy femme power. Their but casting was very cheesy femme power. Not that the girl is bad or anything, but it very much feels like she is beautiful, 
but not so beautiful. She is blonde, but not so blonde. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, they were like, how can we appeal to the everybody? She's white, but not too overly tanned white. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. I honestly think that it, it, it will surprise you. I have actually heard from some people who saw the pilot that they were, oh my God, surprised. So I think uh, I think we're in for a treat. When everybody goes into something thinking that it's going to, it's awful and then it becomes kind of bad or kind of good, then they're going to be surprised and happy. Okay, so we all agree, though, it'll make it a second season? All right, our third on the list. Ivana, what do we got? We have CBS's Angel from Hell premiering in November. This is a new Jane Lynch comedy. Oh, my God, this is going to be like... Blackish and Modern Family, it's going to take the world by storm. Whoa. Don't speak blasphemy over there. This is not going to be anything like Modern Family. What blasphemy? I'm saying it's going to be great. And yeah, I think but it's not going to be like it. Modern Family because Modern Family is amazing. <laughs> and Angel from Hell is not going to be amazing. It's going to be, be an amazing. Ed- it's going to be an edgier touched by an angel. No, it's not. And it is not going to make it a season. You're right. You, it actually, you're absolutely right. I don't think it's going to make it a season, but it should. It's going to be just like Aliens in America, a movie or a TV show that is fantastic, that should be watched by everyone, but isn't. They also gave us a five minute preview of the entire season. Yes, it, they basically summed up the entire season. I think this isn't going to work because they're going to hang on their Jane Lynch laurels and they're going to be like, anything we write for her is going to be hilarious because she's Jane Lynch. And by episode three, you're going to be like, this sucks. Why am I still watching this? And I think we saw the entire season arc in that five minute trailer. We did. And I'm very excited to watch that entire season. <laughs> Which you can find in the description, by the way, if you go and check out our series survival area. Maggie Lawson, who is basically a clone of Alicia Silverstone, is also in this show. And I think she's great. She was in Psych and she was really fun in Psych. I was going to say, you want to watch a great Maggie Lawson show? You watch Psych. That's fantastic. It's on Netflix. Go check it out. I but- don't think it looks great either. I think it's not going to get a second season. And we saw all the funny parts in the trailer. I think we saw the season arc in the trailer, but not all the funny parts. Only time will tell. So do you want to say farewell to series survival for another year? Until there are new shows ready to come to the light of the silver screen. It's time to end series survival. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it for today. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. It was so much fun having somebody else in our little ball of crazy. And I think you just added a little bit of you your own to added it. added <laughs> so much. And I'm so happy to have another Mr. Robot fan here. Right? <laughs> you just talk about Mr. Robot and do another episode. Anything you have to plug? Anything you want to tell our listeners yeah, that for sure. uh, you have? I'm so I'm starting that photography company, Shapshots. Nothing is ready for it yet. So I'm just gonna tell you go to my personal Instagram account at prog Chris James. Same thing on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm not super active on Twitter. Uh, and if you like music from the early '90s and late '80s, uh, listen to then.fm. That's the URL, and that's the uh, streaming radio station I run with my buddy Jordan. It's a pretty great station, actually. If you're ever wondering what you should put on, 
you got an active Wi-Fi going on, just check it out. It's actually fantastic. Chris showed me a fantastic photo of his new dog. Oh, yeah. Lady. And the depth of field and framing <laughs> oh my and lighting. God. What are you doing? It was unbelievable. You are unhinged today. Unhinged. If you have a spare hundred dollars, I will be selling Prince of the Puppy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. If you've made it this far, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to uh, Friends with Elephants every week. We're back again next Monday. If you'd like to reach out and tell us anything that's on your mind or comment on anything you heard here today, you can check us out at friendselephants.com or Facebook slash Friends Elephants. You can always email us at friendswithelephants at mail.com. You can also check us out on Twitter. I'm at It's Ivana. I'm at Jester J. I'm at Prod Chris James. I just want to say thank you so much for having me. And if you guys are listening, uh, as a former podcaster, I know how important it is to have people rate and subscribe, especially on iTunes. It really bumps up your ratings. More people get to see you. It's awesome. Plus, I know how interactive you guys are with your fans because I'm one of them. So thank you for having me. I listen to all your episodes. You guys are my Monday morning. It's all really sappy and whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited that what you guys are doing. So I think that it, it'd be awesome if more people listened and more people talk to you guys. So definitely rate and subscribe everywhere you listen to this podcast so more people can hear it thanks so much chris and that's you're the greatest that's the best. you're Aww. coming back <laughs> <laughs> you make so many decisions without me like all of the mr robot shit you've done in the past but how grateful are you going to be when you don't have to talk about mr robot season two because ivana's found a new friend <laughs> <laughs> and also how grateful are you going to be when chris and i host a special episode while you're on vacation all about mr robot gonna be the best buddy you guys suck <laughs> <laughs>